Hey Palos, welcome to the second episode of Hey Blabber Podcast, the only podcast devoted solely to all things Jar Jar Binks and Gungan. We released our first episode last week, and I wasn't necessarily planning on releasing another episode so soon, but a few things came up that I wanted to discuss, and I received some feedback that I wanted to address, so I decided to record again. Uh, So let's get into it. So July 19th was National Stick Your Tongue Out Day. I don't believe it's a federally recognized holiday, but a Facebook page I follow mentioned it, and I looked it up, and indeed it is a thing that exists. So once I heard about the holiday, I immediately thought of Jar Jar Binks, because after all, if there's a character that's known for their tongue, it's Jar Jar Binks. He is, after all, a big space frog, so it makes sense that he's always grabbing things with his tongue. Uh, He very famously sticks it out at Qui-Gon Jinn after the Jedi Master, and yes, I did make air quotes when I said Master, warns him not to touch anything in Watto's shop. Well, I think that's the only time that Jar Jar sticks his tongue out at anyone. He does use his tongue for many other things in the film including to grab food while eating at the Skywalker kitchen table and to snatch some food in the market in Mos Espa, leading to an almost deadly confrontation with Sebulba. He also gets his tongue stuck in the energy binder beam of Anakin's pod racer, causing his tongue to go numb. In fact, Jar Jar's tongue is such a key part of his character that there was even a Jar Jar tongue lollipop that was released when episode one came out. And every few months, Mark Hamill tweets about it, causing news sites to write articles about how awful a product it was. The Jar Jar Binks lollipop is Star Wars' most horrific piece of merchandise, is the hyperbolic title of one such article. I don't really understand what the problem is with the lollipop. It's unique, it shows some real creativity. They could have just made a lollipop in the shape of Jar Jar or something, but instead they took advantage of one of Jar Jar's defining features and made a fun product out of it. I don't see any issues with it. Now, thinking about Jar Jar sticking his tongue out, I started to wonder if there were any other characters in the Star Wars universe who stick their tongue out. I know Warwick Davis kind of sticks his tongue through the Wicket mask, but I can't remember if he actually sticks his tongue out specifically at anyone. Maybe? Does he stick it out at Leia? I don't think so. It's possible. I'll have to rewatch that scene. Uh, Is there anyone else, though? Maybe in an animated show? Probably in some book. But maybe not. Maybe Jar Jar is the only character who sticks his tongue out in the entire Star Wars universe. If you can think of any characters who stick their tongue out, Gungan or not, let me know. So I was listening to the Blue Milk Cafe podcast this weekend, and the host Jeff, who's a friend of this podcast, was talking about the cut Tashi station scenes from A New Hope, which feature Luke's best friend Biggs returning to Tatooine to inform Luke that he's going to be joining the Rebellion. Jeff talked about how this scene is included in and expanded upon in the Star Wars radio drama. In the first episode, A Wind to Shake the Stars. This got me to thinking about how awesome it would have been if the prequels had gotten the radio drama treatment. If you're not aware of the radio dramas, in 1981, NPR released a radio dramatization of the first Star Wars. George Lucas sold the rights of the film to KUSC, the campus NPR station of his alma mater, USC, for $1, and even provided access to John Williams score and Ben Burtt's sound effects. Mark Hamill and Anthony Daniels reprised their roles as Luke Skywalker and C-3PO respectively. Brian Daly, an author who had already contributed to the Star Wars universe with three novels about Han Solo, including Han Solo at Star's End and Han Solo and the Lost Legacy, was tapped to write the scripts. He expanded upon and created new scenes. Thirteen episodes were produced and the whole thing ran almost six hours. It proved to be a great success and a follow-up Empire Strikes Back radio drama was produced and released in 1983, shortly before Return of the Jedi arrived in theaters. Hamill and Daniels again returned to voice their characters with Billy D. Williams joining them as Lando Calrissian. Brian Daly once again wrote the script and this series also proved to be successful. 
but a follow-up wasn't produced until 1996. Only Anthony Daniels from the film cast returned for the Return of the Jedi radio drama, although many of the actors from the previous audio series returned to their roles. Now, I don't know exactly how I learned about the radio dramas, but the first two were released on tape in the 90s, and that's when I listened to them for the first time. The Return of the Jedi radio drama didn't exist yet, and I'm guessing that the tapes of the first two sold well enough to prompt the creation of the third. Brian Daly once again returned to write the script, but was sick and died only a few hours after the final recording. I don't know why a Phantom Menace series was never produced. Maybe the Return of the Jedi drama wasn't as well received as the first two. Maybe it's because Brian Daly passed away. Maybe it's because the director of all three radio dramas, John Madden, became super successful, winning an Academy Award for Shakespeare in Love in 1998. Maybe it's something that never even got discussed or considered. But it really would have been great to have expanded audio-only versions of the prequels. For A New Hope, the first three episodes of the series took place before the movie even started, giving us background on what Luke, Leia, and the droids were doing before the events of the film. In my dream world, we would have gotten a Phantom Menace radio drama with an entire episode devoted to Jar Jar's banishment. We could have finally gotten to see, or more accurately hear, Jar Jar crashing the boss's Hayblibber, as well as booming the gasser, and we could have witnessed the Gungan ruling council handing out the no comebacky law. It would have been perfect. Ideally, Ahmed Best would have returned to voice Jar Jar. We could have gotten more insight into Gungan culture, more Gungan words. Maybe the Attack of the Clones dramatization could have shown how Jar Jar became a representative to the Galactic Senate, or shown more of what he was doing in Episode 2. And the Revenge of the Sith radio drama could have shown what he was doing during the film, period. The more I think about it, the more I think it was a missed opportunity. I guess it's not out of the realm of possibilities that prequel and even sequel radio dramas will be produced someday. After all, the Return of the Jedi one came out like 13 years after the Empire one. But it seems unlikely. What are your thoughts? Have you listened to any of the original radio dramas? Would you have liked to see prequel trilogy radio dramas? Let me know by sending an email or mp3 recording to hey at heyblabber.com. So I got some feedback from some of the folks in the international Talk Like Jar Jar Binks Day Discord server. One suggestion from Woog was that I talk about my personal experiences as a Jar Jar lover. So I'm going to go into a little bit of that here. I saw The Phantom Menace in the theater in 1999. I had seen an interview with George Lucas discussing how there was going to be a fully CGI main character in the next film, and I was really impressed with how Jar Jar turned out. I thought the effects were great, and he was completely believable, something which I still think to this day. I don't know that I felt any particular affinity for the character initially, although I did enjoy speaking like him and saying Misa and Yuzo when talking with my friends and family. But I don't think it was until after the Jar Jar backlash started that I really began to pay attention to the character and empathize with him and sympathize with Ahmed Best for all the negativity he was receiving. And I realized how much I could see myself in Jar Jar. I think many of us can relate to being clumsy and awkward and not really fitting in. Yet he still has a good heart and is always trying to do the right thing and help his friends. And over the years, my appreciation of Jar Jar has just continued to grow. I'm really excited whenever he makes a new appearance in something. And even though I believe George Lucas definitely cut back on the amount of Jar Jar we would have otherwise had, had the character proven to be more well received by some of the more vocal fans, I really admire the fact that he didn't completely give up on Jar Jar. When the time came to make the Clone Wars show, he kept putting Jar Jar in episodes and giving him significant storylines. And I really think Jar Jar has a lot of great moments in that series. I really hope that when the Clone Wars returns for its final 12 episodes in the fall on Disney+, Plus, we get some new Jar Jar content. I think it's somewhat unlikely, though. The disappeared episodes that aired in the Lost Mission season 
really seemed like they could serve as a sort of end to Jar Jar's story. You can imagine a life after Revenge of the Sith where Queen Julia and Jar Jar settled down and live happily ever after. As I mentioned in the last episode, I created International Talk Like Jar Jar Binks Day back in 2016, after years of speaking like Jar Jar in regular conversations. Throughout the years, I'd see other Talk Like Something Day, particularly Talk Like a Pirate Day. I never cared anything about pirates, but I do care about Star Wars and Jar Jar Binks. So, looking for a fun project to work on, I created the holiday, and it's been growing ever so slightly since then. So that's a little bit about me and Jar Jar. Nothing too exciting. Um, you know, I wish I had had the idea for international talk like Jar Jar Binks Day sooner. But I'm glad I did come up with the idea eventually. It's a really fun holiday, and it's fun to watch it grow and people participate every year. Uh, if you want to share any of your personal experiences with Jar Jar, send an email or voicemail to hey at heyblabber.com. At San Diego Comic-Con this past weekend, it was announced that Natalie Portman would be returning to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and will be playing the new Thor in the fourth Thor film. Ahmed Best tweeted about this saying he couldn't contain his pride and excitement for Portman. For a second I was like, wait, what's the connection between the two of them? And then I felt really stupid because obviously she's Queen Amidala, he's Jar Jar Binks. But it got me to thinking, it would be really great if Ahmed Best could get a role in the MCU. And not just some walk-on or minor part or cameo but like a significant character i don't know what characters still exist uh in comics i'm sure there's a lot of them that haven't gotten film adaptations or aren't scheduled to get film adaptations but i'm sure there's tons of them do you have any ideas on who you think i'm at best could or should play in the mcu uh send us an email and let us know so i wanted to say thanks to everyone who has followed hey blabber podcast on twitter or liked our facebook page Thanks to everyone who's listened to our first episode. Thanks to everyone who's subscribed to the podcast. Thanks to everyone in the Discord server. Thanks to Professor Audiel, Woog, and Mrs. Binks for your helpful suggestions and support. Thanks to Professor Audiel for fixing my intro music track. If you want to join the Discord server, send me an email and I can provide you a link. The International Talk Like Jar Jar Binks Day Discord server is one of the kindest and most positive Jar Jar related communities on the internet. So that's about it for this second episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I am definitely still getting the hang of things. If you have any feedback, send it to hey at heyblabber.com. Uh, I didn't receive any feedback regarding what your favorite Gungan word is, but if you have any thoughts on that, you can still provide that to me as well. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. And remember, try not to crash the boss's heyblabber, nor boom the gasser this week.